I'm Emma Woodhouse. I'm a two-time NCAA All-American, former Division I downhill skier, and host of the Barriers to Breakthroughs podcast. Each week, I'll get to interview some amazing and strong female athletes to discuss important topics in women's sports and what goes on inside the brain of an athlete. Perfectionism, recovering from injury, and bullying are just some of the many things that can defeat your spirits and ruin your confidence to perform. I know what it's like to feel hopeless, not knowing why you're not performing the way you want, and to feel alone thinking that no one could relate to what you're going through. Well, I'm here to change that. I'll bring these topics and stories to light and show you that you are not alone and that you can overcome those barriers to breakthrough. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Barriers to Breakthroughs podcast. I'm your host, Emma Woodhouse, and today I am recording my first solo episode. Yay, super exciting. (laughs) And today I am going to be talking about five things I wish I knew as a younger athlete. Wow. Yep. (laughs) These lessons have shaped me into who I am as a person and was helpful for me in my later years as a college athlete. So, you know what? Let's just, let's just get right into it. (laughs) Lesson one, comparing yourself doesn't help you get better. Oh my God, preach. (laughs) Yeah. So when I was a younger athlete, I constantly compared myself to um, my teammates, other athletes that were better than me, athletes that I aspired to be. And it was just so much pressure I put on myself, especially at races when I would compete against my teammates. That was all I was focusing on was beating my competitors, beating my teammates. And it really affected how I skied. And I wasn't focused, again, like I wasn't focused on anything else. And I was only focusing on what they were doing. And how I skied, it was just not fast at all because I wasn't focused on my technique at all. And as a skier, like it's super important to be able to focus on what you're doing because there's a lot of different variables that go on, like this, uh, the snow texture, the, how the track is like, if it's bumpy or smooth, um, like anything can really come up and yeah. And if you're focused on just trying to go fast, it, it doesn't do anything for you, (laughs) especially it really didn't do anything for me. It was my, like, I felt just like I would try so hard just to, to be faster, but I wasn't focusing on how I could be faster, like through my technique. So yeah, that really affected me. I just had really low confidence and self-worth at that point when I was comparing myself. So that kind of leads into my my second lesson actually which is speaking up for myself so some of i guess i i have mentioned this in other episodes or for people that know me i i feel like bullying is such a big word but i really it, i really felt that at the time i was picked on a lot when i in my younger years as a ski racer and I really let what they said to me affect who I was. And it really affected me every day 
as I went to ski races. So basically I kind of put on this mask when I was not uh, an actual mask, like a, an imaginary mask. Like it's, (laughs) you know what I mean? Anyway. So I just kind of put up this, this front about myself that I, like, I am always polite. Obviously that is important. Always polite and very nice. I kind of silenced myself because I wanted to, for everyone to like me. I wanted to be likable. I, I just wanted people to be friends with me, but these people I'm talking about, they were, I was around them quite often. And so they, it, it kind of added to my comparison syndrome, if you will, <laughs> that I had with my teammates, because I was constantly reminded that my teammate would beat me and they, I would just before, like, even, even before the race started, those people that would pick on me, they would say, oh, are you going to let her beat you again? Or, or after my run, after I would be focused on just beating her, they would say, oh, like she got you again, like good job. And just, I just felt so worthless and and I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to not act like a victim here because I didn't have to take all of those comments to heart. Basically, I allowed that behavior to happen. I I sourced that behavior. I wasn't even being myself because I was trying to be likable. I was trying to be relaxed with people and let them make fun of me and make comments because they knew, like I, I would I would let that happen to me. And they knew that they wouldn't get a reaction out of me and that I would just laugh it off. So I really wish when I was younger that I would have spoken up for myself, that I would have said something to someone because it really, it really affected my self-confidence and self-worth. So it, I really, I really wish that I wasn't trying to be liked by everyone that if they don't like you or if they are if they don't have an opinion about you, that that's fine. It's okay. They're just not the people that you need in your life. And I, I wish that I would have done something because that would have helped me a lot with, with my self-confidence. So definitely wish that I would have done that. So lesson three is to experiment with different mindsets and routines. Yeah. So back then I, I guess you could call it superstitious. Like I, if I did something and I, if I had some sort of routine and that day I won the race or, or did really well, then I would do the exact same routine at every race, like everything. (laughs) Like I had to do I think it was like seven leg swings each way. I had to do do certain exercises. I had to, I think I explained this in another podcast. I had to put my left boot in my ski first. It couldn't be the right side. It had to be the left. Um, like stuff like that. I it's just that not every every race is the same. They're all different. Um, so you kind of have to adapt. Like there are some races where I would not show up on time. Like, well, I wouldn't miss the run, but I wouldn't have enough time to do my proper warm up. 
And that actually affected me in the race. I was thinking like, Oh, I didn't do it. Like, Oh my God. And then that's all you're thinking about. And then you're also thinking about, Oh, I got to beat this person. Like, (laughs) like the amount of stress for no reason. (laughs) And so I back that, like, I really wish that I was willing to experiment. Like, I think I felt like I didn't have time to experiment that every race was important and that I needed to prove myself. But really what my current routine was, it wasn't helping me at all. Like, okay, no, obviously the warm up is helpful to warm up your legs, whatever that's super important, but having it be the exact same thing, each race, you know what I mean? Like it's okay to accommodate with this current like situation. Like for example, actually my, (laughs) this is totally not normal circumstances for this kind of race. So the race that I won a year and a half ago when I was in my senior year at UNH, yeah, like that day had very abnormal circumstances. So at the beginning of it, I like, I'm super excited. Like I, I know that I'm in myself. Like I believe in myself that I can, I can do this and I, that I can possibly win the race. So I had that mindset in my head. And then all of a sudden we're in this one lane highway and there's a car accident. And so we are just stuck in traffic. And so we're all like trying to have a good time and hopefully we're going to get on the road soon. (laughs) And so we, as a group, like we were all having to rush when we got to the lodge because we were late. And (laughs) so we had to do like quick warmups and it was just, um, not a normal day. And then also for the actual race, the chairlift was shut down because it was too windy. So we all had to hike up the hill. We had to hike (laughs) to the start. And so that was just in itself, like a lot, like that, that was a lot of energy that we spent just in the beginning of that day. So, and actually, uh, fast forward, I won that race. And so, so let's just say you're a track athlete, like every venue is going to be different. There's going to be different people in the crowd. There's going to be different competitors beside you. There's going to be different weather conditions trying to relate to you guys because skiing is a very different sport. But anyway, so every, every race is going to be different and you kind of just got to accept that. And you got to focus on yourself and focus on what you need to do to win because all those other things, those you can't control those outcomes. I couldn't have imagined hiking up the hill. Like, so you just have to, adapt to it and add that to your, your plan of the day. Like, okay, I just need to leave the lodge earlier because I got to go hike. So (laughs) anyways, so just be open to changing up your routine, changing up your mindset, because it could turn into something that will benefit you going forward. Because I, I really, that really changed how I approached races because I I wouldn't have won that race if I was worried about, oh, my legs are going to be so tired when I got to the top or, oh, like we have to, oh, we're going to be so late. I don't have time to do anything. Like I could have been thinking about that, but 
I wasn't. So, and that's why I owe that to being adaptable and experimenting. You have all the time in the world. (laughs) There is time to change your routine. Trust me. (laughs) Lesson number four, my body is perfect just the way it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) I talked a lot about this on my Instagram that when I was younger, I was insecure about my muscular body. I, yeah, I was really insecure about it because I felt like I looked less, I looked like less of a woman and more manly. I would just get comments about the muscular parts of my body, like, especially, I would say especially in my upper body, like just my body fat just doesn't go to that area. If I have body fat on my body, it goes to my stomach. It's it's a blessing and a curse. I would just get comments and like they would say like gun show or they like just pointing out any part of my body and I would just take it really personally and I would it would just yeah, it would just make me feel like less of a woman and it 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 actually affected my workout routines. Like I wouldn't want to lift heavy upper body and I didn't want to squat that much because I knew that my legs and my arms would get bigger. As an athlete, it's so important to be strong. And I was just so focused on what other people's opinions that, you know what, this should really be another lesson that I've learned is that you can't care what other people think about you. You can't (laughs) like, you can't control what their thoughts are and feelings are about you. So why worry about it? Sorry, that was a little side note, but it really affected me that I, I cared about what other people thought about my body and, and I wasn't allowing myself to, get stronger. So I wish I would have focused on my dreams of going to the Olympics or making the national team because I feel like that could have knocked me out of that mindset. But really, I was just accustomed to, oh, whenever someone would comment something about my body, I would just first thought would be like, oh my God, I'm too, I'm too manly. So anyways, like now I am very blessed to have a muscular build. I'm really proud of, proud of myself. And actually I, this is just coming to me now, actually. Um, when we, when I was younger in, I don't remember what grade this was, like probably grade four, maybe grade five. And we had to pick our favorite body part. And send, and then say why we liked that part. And mine was my legs because I'm pretty sure I said because I can run fast and something else. <laughs> I don't know. But isn't that crazy? Like I I was so confident about my my legs and I loved my legs. And then now I'm saying when I'm older, I care about what people think about them and I don't want to have muscular legs that it's just so sad. And, and that's so common in women because we are constantly being shown what 
the ideal body type looks like. And it's, it's not attainable. Like everyone is so unique and different. And so I, I do like that now advertisements are going towards making everyone feel beautiful. But anyways, beside the point, I wish that I was more proud of my body back then, like I was when I was in grade four. So, and then finally, my last lesson that I wish I knew when I was younger was to ask for help when I knew I needed it. (sighs) Yeah. So I had a lot of goals that I wanted to achieve. Like I said earlier, I wanted to go to the Olympics. I wanted to make the national team and ski for Canada. And I was struggling to see that that could actually happen for me. I wish that I was able to ask for help, um, especially during that point when I was getting picked on and when I was getting progressively worse in my races, I was just not fast at all. I just really wish that I had the strength to ask for help and like, especially go to my parents to ask for help. But back then I, I didn't want that money to go to waste if like, if, if it didn't actually help me. And I really didn't believe that. Like, I just thought that, oh, I just need to change. Like, I just need to figure it out on my own. I wasn't struggling enough to get help. And that is really, really scary to think about because especially with mental health, like there's so many people that think that they're, what they're going through is not good enough or not severe enough to get help. But really everyone deserves and is worthy of help. If we want to achieve a dream, like, and then we need help to get there, we need to ask for help. I think this belief of not wanting to spend money and waste money comes from my childhood. Because when I was growing up, my family didn't have a lot of money. My dad was starting his own business. And so we were all told growing up to save money and only spend money on the essential things. So I think I grew up with the mentality that I could only spend money on the things that were necessary or really important. So I guess like that would mean my skis, like I need new skis each year to perform at my best. I need to get a new helmet to protect myself, stuff like that. And so I didn't think that going to a sports psychologist or some, uh, some coach to help me get over this mind (laughs) to get over this mindset, because I didn't think I didn't see it as essential and I didn't want to waste my parents' money if it didn't work out. But I didn't even ask my parents if they would want to spend the money on that. Um, like I didn't even they like they didn't even know. Well, no, they did know because at at one point I did see a sports psychologist, and I feel like it did help for a couple races, but it didn't really work out for the long term. <sighs> 
but it's crazy. Like I didn't even ask because I thought that I just assumed that they would say no. And thinking about that back now, like knowing my parents, I know that they would have asked, oh, well, is this, is this your dream to go to the Olympics? Is this like, I knew that they would help me no matter what, with whatever dream I have. And if I truly wanted the help that they would help me. So yeah, that, that negative mindset really affected me. And it just like, there was just so much going on in my head at that time. And I really needed the help. <laughs> like I really needed a sports psychologist to say, okay, yeah. Why do you have this issue with not getting the help that you want when you want it? Why are you not asking for help? Or this was especially apparent for me as a ski racer, but I needed to take more risks. My coaches would always say, always say that you're holding back. You're holding back. Just let it go. I would try my hardest to let it go, but I was holding back and I couldn't figure out why it was. And so I needed someone, anyone, a coach, um, not to downplay what my coaches have done for me. They have been amazing, but I needed someone to help me figure out why I had that mental block with skiing and with races. I needed someone to help me and I needed to ask for help. And so that's a huge lesson for me is that when you need help, get it, (laughs) go after it because it, it will change your life. It will, no matter how small or big, like if you need help writing a paper, you need someone to help you edit, help someone. If you don't ask, you never know, like they could say no, that's, and that's fine. Then you go to the next person that might help you and you might get a few no's. That's okay. Cause you, cause the next one's going to be a yes. So just keep that in mind. You need to be selfish. I, like I know as the people pleaser, I used to be, I wanted to help everyone else, like make sure that they were okay and not consider my own issues. So. I think that's so, it's so important to ask for help when you need it. I can't stress that enough because there are so many people out there that want to help you. To wrap up, I just want to say that I'm really grateful for the experiences I've had, good or bad. <laughs> of course, I don't wish the bad experiences on anyone, but I've seen who I truly am. And I am just so grateful for where I am right now. I'm just I'm just so happy with the people I've met, the people that have guided me to where I am. I'm I'm just so grateful. So just to emphasize that. <laughs> so in saying this, I am now pursuing a career on top of this podcast that I am truly passionate about, which is helping athletes become themselves again and to help them get over their barriers to breakthrough. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So when I say this, I mean, when we experience blocks and feel we can't do something, we are not being our true selves. Think back to when you were a kid, you expressed your emotions, no matter where you were or who was around, you did what you wanted to do. And when you love something, you would do it over and over again through your parents, society, and your environment. 
we changed our way of thinking and created beliefs about ourselves that have influenced our decisions in our lives. The negative beliefs and thoughts about yourself are not who you are. You are still that carefree, joyful kid inside. And I'm here to help you find yourself again. I am being the person that I needed to reach out to when I was younger. That is why I have become a certified mindset coach. Yay. (laughs) Um, So if you are someone that is struggling to perform in your sport and are wanting to be successful, but something is holding you back and you can't pinpoint what it is, I know exactly the feeling. (laughs) I'm here to help you find that clarity so that you can perform at your best. And the coaching program that I'm in is called the Neuro Coaching Certification, and it has truly changed my life. The program is all about using neuropsychology to get to the source of what's holding you back so that you can literally rewire your brain for success. (laughs) Without this program, I would not be here. A year ago, if you said that I would start a podcast, I would think that you were crazy and that there's no way that I would do that. I was never the person to raise their hand in class or speak in front of a crowd because I was so scared of feeling judged, embarrassed, and I just didn't believe what I had to say was valuable. But now that I've learned how to rewire my brain to believe in myself and to do the things I want to do, no matter who's listening or how imperfect it will be, it has just completely changed my life. And I want to help you do the same thing in your athletic career. A little shameless plug, but I am just so passionate about helping athletes. So if you would like to learn more about me or the work that I do, you can DM me on Instagram, or if you're listening to this episode in the future, then my website will be all set up. So look up my information there and I will leave all the links in the podcast description. I am so excited to hear from you and thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please let me know if my story resonates with you or you learn something new and let me know if you like these solo episodes. I actually really liked doing this. This was super fun. Let me know if you'd like me to do them again. (laughs) My DMs are always open. So just remember, whatever you are struggling with, you can overcome it and you are born to do great things. Remember that. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Barriers to Breakthroughs podcast. If you love this episode or want to support the podcast, please click on that subscribe button and leave a rating and review. I would be forever grateful. You can also follow and connect with me on Instagram at Barriers to Breakthroughs podcast and on my website at emmawoodhouse.ca. Thanks again for tuning in and keep on breaking those barriers to your inevitable breakthrough.